Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. So how many of you have heard the Fed is going to do more quantitative easing? They're going to add liquidity to the market and the stocks are going to go to all-time highs. And if the Fed does QT, then they're going to suck that liquidity out of the market. And then the S&P 500 is doomed because we know there's an exact correlation between the Fed's balance sheet and stocks. This is just a given. I mean, everyone and their mother has seen this chart right here. I mean, look at this. The Fed's balance sheet versus the S&P 500. I mean, do you need any more proof than that? When money printer go burr, stocks go up. Duh. But maybe there's a little more nuance to it. <laughs> and what I do on this channel and what I do in my own life, really, is I try to ask myself if the things that I think are true, is there data to back that up? Or do I think they're true just because I've heard other people just say it over and over and over and over again? Just like you've heard at nauseum that the Fed is adding liquidity to the market. Therefore, stocks are going to have a tailwind or the Fed is taking liquidity out of the market. Oh, my gosh. The whole entire world in the global monetary system revolves around the Fed's balance sheet. I mean, how many times have you, you've heard that so often that you just assume that it's true? And every single person that says that is always going to show you this chart. But let's think this through. What is their argument? Their argument is that the Fed is going to do QE, therefore create more bank reserves. Therefore, there's going to be more bank reserves in the banking system. And they're going to use those bank reserves to, or those bank reserves are going to increase their balance sheet capacity. Then they are going to lend to hedge funds that take those uh, dollars and then buy stocks as if the banks couldn't do that without the bank reserves as if the hedge funds are just sitting there waiting saying oh my gosh I'd love to buy stocks right now but there's no bank that will give me a loan just because I can't get any bank reserves but this is the argument okay fine so if that's the argument why are we looking at the Fed's balance sheet when we know that the Fed's balance sheet is really comprised of three separate components bank reserves but we also have the TGA, and then we have reverse repo. So if the argument is the Fed is going to do more QE, therefore more bank reserves in the system, therefore stocks go up. And if the argument is the Fed is doing QT, therefore fewer bank reserves in the system, therefore stocks go down. Why are we looking at the Fed's balance sheet? Why don't we just look at bank reserves? And the answer, most likely, is because most people don't even get that far, even the so-called quote-unquote experts. And if they do, they don't like what they see because it contradicts their narrative and see if it contradicts their narrative, then they can't sell you gold. They can't sell you Bitcoin. They can't sell you silver, <laughs> at least not right now. Okay. So let's get into some nuance. Here is a chart of not the Fed's balance sheet, but the actual bank reserves in the system. And again, according to all those people on FinTwit and CNBC, the more bank reserve, the more liquidity, the Fed's injecting liquidity into the market and therefore stocks have to go up or vice versa. Great. Well, let's go back to 2014 and let's look at the reserve. So this would be the Fed's balance sheet minus reverse repo and minus the TGA because those reserves are in the TGA. The bank doesn't have access to it. If those reserves are in reverse repo, banks don't have access to that. So again, why are we looking at the Fed's balance sheet? We got to look at reserves. So you'll see in 2014, August, reserves we're right around 2.8 trillion. 
And you will also notice that they pretty much go straight down till we get to a point when the repo market blew up at $1.5 trillion. So reserves went down by a total of $1.3 trillion. Let me say that again, $1.3 trillion, which just back in the napkin math, they went down by almost 50%, okay? So if everything revolves around the Fed's balance sheet, you would expect stocks to plummet. The S&P 500 should have gone down by the same amount, should have gone down by almost 50%. I mean, 40% minimum, because we know there's not only a correlation, but there's a strong causal component or a causal effect with the Fed injecting liquidity or taking liquidity out of the system. Now let's look at the S&P 500. From, what was it, August 2014, we start at around 2,500. And did it go down by 50%? No. Did it go down by 40%? Was it flat? It went from, call it 2,500 up to 3,500. I mean, call it an increase of 35%. (laughs) That's a five-year period. That's not five months. Now, they say, oh, well, George, okay, fine. You're cherry-picking data right there. I mean, come on. Obviously, anyone who's paying attention knows that after the Cervasa sickness, then the stock market is directly tied to the Fed's balance sheet. I don't care what you say. The Fed's injecting liquidity. (laughs) And the Fed is ripping liquidity out of the system. Oh, my gosh. No more liquidity. No more liquidity. Stocks have to tank. All right. Let's zoom in a little further. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading, Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's just go to, let's call it repo, September. uh, Where are we here? September, right around there. And look at the stock market. Okay, so August 2019. Now, let's go ahead and... See, we're at 3,500, call it. So then we go to March of 2020. So I figure August, September, October, November, December. So maybe, you know, six, seven months later. And the market went from 3,500 down to 3,000. Significant decline. Well, obviously you would expect that decline was due to, in part, the Cerveza sickness, but, but it would be due to the Fed's balance sheet decreasing. I mean, that's first and foremost. So let's go back. And look at what happened to reserves. August 
2019, about 1.5, 1.58 trillion. Then we fast forward to March and we are at 2 trillion. So an increase of 500 billion dollars, yet the stock market went down. And look at this. My goodness gracious, what happened to reserves here? Massive QT. May of 2020, all the way down to July. I mean, look at that. A decrease of, again, $500 billion. I mean, obviously, the stock market would have had to have collapsed if the Fed is ripping that much liquidity out of the market. Well, let's see what the stock market did from May to July of 2020. So we go back here to May, and we start off right around 3,600. And if we go to July, wow, 4,800. <laughs> Goes up by, what, 25, 30%? While the Fed's balance sheet, or the amount of reserves, decreased by 500 billion. And then you say, but George, look, 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 look. Oh my gosh. You can hear the people just hyperventilating on FinTwit. <gasps> what, what, what are you talking about? Look at December 2021. And, and, and look, the stock market just goes, or the amount of reserves in the system just goes straight down. Was this the stock market or the amount of reserve? This is the amount of, uh, this is the stock market. Sorry. So, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, December. Just hyperventilating. <sighs> like they can barely breathe because they're, they're, they've are they got steam coming out of their ears and their head's about ready to explode. They look like that 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 red-faced emoji that you have on your cell phone with all the, the swear words in front of it. This is just blasphemous. How dare you insinuate that the Fed's balance sheet doesn't control everything in the, in the, in the, in the universe, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> so the S&P goes from 5,200 down to 3,600. Right. And let's go ahead and look at the reserves. And it is true. The reserves go down from November all the way down to call it September, October. But the Fed also came out and announced that they were going to be raising interest rates. And they started raising interest rates. You see? So again, causation doesn't necessarily, or excuse me, correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation. And then you would have to look for other data to back up your hypothesis. And when we see a complete inverse correlation for five years, <laughs> and we see multiple inverse correlations, and let's not forget, let's see, the stock market started going up right here, September 2022. And it's gone up from 3,675 3, up to 4,000, call it 500, from September of 2022. So again, you would expect the Fed's balance sheet to explode higher since September of 2022. But if we go to September of 2022, we see that the Fed's balance or the amount of reserves was about 3.1. We fast forward to today, 3.2. So almost flatline. Yet the stock market, once again, went straight up. So my point with this video is to be a, a bit of a myth buster. Well, not a bit of a myth buster, a flat out myth buster, because we just hear these things. And it's not just this. I'm just using this as an example. There's so many things that we hear over and over and over and over and over again, not just in the mainstream media, but on podcasts. And, and we hear this from people that we respect people that are in the, the, the freedom space, the libertarian space, you know, gold, Bitcoin, sound money, all these things. But once we scratch beneath the surface, 
you start to realize that half of the stuff that you just believe to be true, just because it's said over and over and over again, is completely false. So we always have to have that level of skepticism, a healthy skepticism, enough to do our own homework, to think for ourselves, to do some research, but to think about things rationally and objectively. Because when you look at this, you know, Fed injecting liquidity, stocks go up, blah, 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 blah. You go back over the past eight years and you see that there's only a correlation, maybe 10, 20% of the time. That means there's zero or an inverse correlation 80% of the time. But yet you just hear it over and over and over again. So hopefully this video will prompt you and motivate you to get out there and think for yourself. Don't listen to me. Well, you can listen to me, listen to the, the, the pundits or whatever, the people that you respect, but always think for yourself. Just use me like a research assistant. Don't delegate your thinking to someone like me. That's the moral of the story. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.